0: This is episode 1B of Free as in Freedom for Tuesday, October 25th, 2011. Hi, I'm Karen Sandler.
1: And I'm Bradley Kuhn.
0: This is Free As In Freedom.
1: So we will warn people right now that we have two abbreviated shows, this show and the next show. We uh, simply don't have time to do more. I mean, it's that's very
0: sad, but we're we're really, really, really busy.
1: Yeah, I, I, that's, I mean, that's the real issue, that we're both trying to run uh, important organizations and free software, and and I, I have a strong commitment to making sure we get something out every two weeks, and that's why I wanted to make sure, even though we basically don't have time to be doing this right now, uh, neither of us do, but it's important that we get something out there, even if it's abbreviated in a quick uh, overview of what we're up to.
0: On the upside, some of our listeners have asked us to keep it shorter. Some want us to make it longer, but some do want us to have shorter episodes so this this is for them
1: well yeah that's and that's and i always targeted 45 minutes uh we sometimes drift to an hour. I think these two-hour casts, and this is actually not, and I'll say podcast too, because it's podcasts as well, uh, this thing where a podcast gets a certain amount of fan base, and then it slowly drifts to the two-hour time mark. And this is this is a Linux Outlaws phenomenon, but it's not contained even to the free software world. Uh, if you take a look at some of the poker podcasts that I listen to, which are truly podcasts, because they don't even know what aug is, they've all gone to two hours. Uh, they, they they've slowly over time drifted until they hit the two two-hour mark and then they become two-hour shows and then their fan base doesn't grow anyway because nobody wants to listen to two hours of people they don't know yet
0: right it's only people who are and feel like they're part of the they're already part of it
1: that's correct and so i think that there's a, a good example of how we can uh limit our uh, amount <laughs>
0: also we're a little less amusing than some of the other uh podcast and oddcast personalities you should hear some of these <laughs> poker people
1: they're not so amusing i mean it's it's mainly th- they're kind of news and information shows but still it's they'll have like three guests on it'll take two hours oh, why don't okay. you just Dole that out.
0: Well we're we're in for the long haul. So sometimes
1: I think that's correct. And so and so one of the reasons uh that uh I wasn't able to spend a lot of time on this particular episode and 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 covering a more in-depth topic is because I I just finished as the listeners hear this speaking at the Summer of Code uh, Mentor Summit. Uh, hosted by Google. Uh, Google does this annual program, which I think some, most of our listeners may be aware of, but if you aren't, and particularly if you're a student, you should know about it. Each year, uh, Google does what's effectively the largest philanthropic in the free software world. And I often call it that. The Google people get all excited, and then the people who don't like what Google say all kinds of insults to me that I'm just promoting Google. But the fact is, it is philanthropy, and we should take advantage of it.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty amazing program. I mean, I think I think Google does it for a bunch of reasons, including philanthropy. Um, and I think it's yeah, a- well,
1: it is a philanthropic program and like all philanthropic programs, <laughs> they a- get something out yeah, of it, which yeah. is why.
0: Right. They well, do I don't want to pretend that they don't, you know, and I, I think it, yeah. it works out well for everyone for that reason. Um, so did you want to talk about the Mentor Summit? Well, I will
1: talk about generally the program each year, and you'll see this in the, in the uh, late winter, early spring of next year, around the February-March time frame. If you're a student, look for the posting about uh, students to apply. If you're a free software project, look for the posting uh, probably a few weeks before that, uh, encouraging organizations to apply to become mentoring organizations to get students to contribute. Uh, you basically volunteer your time as a mentor, uh, or your organization does, uh, volunteer Here's its time uh, mentoring students to contribute to the free software projects and Google uh, pays the students. It also awards the mentoring organization $500 per mentored project. Uh, and then also invites two of the mentors to the annual mentor summit. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going, I had to get special permission, uh, because I'm not <laughs> a mentor, I'm not a mentor this year. I have mentored in the past uh, in the Summer of Code program, but I did not do so this year, uh, nor was I an official org admin. Uh, but Conservancy, is, I like to say we're a meta-org uh, in the Summer of Code space, because by org they meet each individual project in their sort of terminology. And Conservancy is the organization of about 3% of the projects in Summer of Code mm-hmm. uh, this year. I, I, we've been as as 8% in the past uh, this year I had trouble getting all the conservancy projects to apply so there was fewer uh, than there had been in the past and also the programs expanded as uh, uh, larger now so there's fewer conservancy projects in it uh, but there's still a large number I think about seven conservancy projects are, are did the summer of code this year uh, so I'm going pr- uh, first of all to see those uh, folks uh, and second I gave a talk uh, and this is now in the past uh, <laughs> I gave a talk about uh, what uh, fiscal sponsoring organizations are available. So I didn't just cover Conservancy, I talked about Apache and SPI and even Eclipse and basically anybody <laughs> who and, and who does that kind of stuff uh, for projects, because most projects don't want to start their own nonprofit.
0: Right, right. Um, so I'm glad that you brought up Summer of Code actually because this dovetails with something that's going on for um, within GNOME, which is that uh, the end of this month is the deadline for applications on um, on the Women's Outreach Program Econome. And what the Women's Outreach Program does is it kind of was inspired by the Google Summer of Code. The Women's Outreach Program specifically targets women to get more involved in software, and it addresses a lot of the things that people often say are barriers for women to to enter into free and open source software communities. And it basically um, provides solutions for each one of those problems. So for example, um, with the Women's Outreach Program, There's, there are pre-application steps that need to be taken. So there are mentors identified and, uh, students or, or future interns can, um, can get matched up with interns and figure out what, how, you know, what preliminary ways to get involved before they even write their application, um, which are the kinds of things that sometimes prevent um, excluded people from, or typically excluded people from from joining. That it just seems so intimidating, and there's no easy way to start. Um, the Google Summer of Code. Um, you guys should know if if anyone here is thinking about applying that the uh, the announcement for applications is actually fairly close to the um, to the application deadline itself. So it doesn't give people who aren't already involved a lot of time to to get going and establish their application. And the Women's Outreach Program basically requires that in order to even make an application, you have to have made some kind of contribution to GNOME. It doesn't have to be huge, but it has to be something. And there are a lot of people who are identified as mem- mentors who can help you make that first um, contribution. So it's, it's a really awesome program. And what I love about it is that, is that it, it, it actually has gotten women to apply to Summer of Code through GNOME, but also these women wind up staying as an active part of our community. Um, part of our requirements for uh, Women's Outreach Program are that uh, students actually uh, regularly post on their blogs about what they're working on through the um the program uh, duration And, um, and so it's great being on the, you know, planet GNOME and seeing all of these posts by, uh, women who are starting out in free and open source software and what kinds of, um, you know, problems that they've overcome. And it's really cool because I think that that means that anyone who is looking to start this kind of thing sees those. There's like a public record and there's something that people can see. I would be remiss, by the way, if I didn't, um, mention Marina's good work and Stormy. They both, um, together with, um, a lot of other people at GNOME set up this program. It's so cool. I'm just like, like every time that um, I start talking about it, I get extremely excited. Um, and um, what's also neat about Women's Outreach Program, and I'm sorry to run on about this, is that um, and, and Bradley's indicating that I should talk slower because I get excited about this program, and so I just go on. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so it's 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 pretty great. the The deadline's coming up. I took myself off track. You're not.
1: Well, my, theory, my theory was, well, because you, I wanted you to finish talking about the program, although albeit more slowly, because <laughs> I, I realize because we're, uh, we don't have a lot of time to do this, uh, we're both uh, talking faster, uh, thinking that somehow we'll record it faster, <laughs> and, which in fact is true in that sense, but I think it'll be less enjoyable. Uh, I, I definitely will start mentioning uh, that program uh, in my talks. I haven't as much, uh, but I'm actually going to be speaking again at a university, which I haven't done in a while. The New Jersey Institute of Technology invited me to come give a talk to students there. So I'll mention, actually I'm preparing a new talk for it uh, specifically. This idea I had, I gave sort of an abbreviated version of this last time I visited a university, which was a couple of years ago, basically explaining to students how to get involved with free software. Mm-hmm. And certainly I was going to talk about the Summer of Code program as, as one way for students to do that, but it sounds like this program is well, as well as uh, we should mention the the season of KDE, which is an additional mm-hmm. student program that is not uh, funded through any particular and thought. A tremendous
0: field. number of people participating in that program. It's really cool. Oh one thing about the um, just to, to 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 jump in again, I think this is true of the KDE program as well, but the GNOME program actually um, includes non uh, non-coding components. So Google Summer of Code is about code. But the women's outreach program is actually, um, you can, you can contribute to, to documentation, um, you can do marketing, you can do design, which are all incredibly important to GNOME. Um, and aren't necessarily covered by Summer of Code. I mean, and I think
1: Season of KDE uh, has this project KD, I and I should add that the, I'm pretty sure Summer of Code allows documentation projects, just not, oh, really? not design and stuff that you oh, mentioned. Okay. But,
0: I initially didn't realize code that. And
1: docu- I think it has to be relatively technical documentation, but I think oh, okay. that's like, really like cool. like API documentation. Yeah.
0: But not design, for not, example. Certainly not design. Which is critical to KDE and to Gnome.
1: Correct. And I believe Season of KDE offers that. And mentioning Season of KDE uh, I wanted to... Happy know, birthday! To KDE? KDE. I wasn't going to mention that, but you can mention that. Uh, it Since was, you're the GNOME person, that yeah, makes perfect it sense. Yeah, it
0: was, uh, <laughs> well, it was KDE's 15th birthday um, on the 14th, and which is pretty astounding. It's which a long means time. you
1: guys will have your birthday in six months, right? Because that was always the joke. The KDE started six months uh, before GNOME had that six-month head start you don't remember this from way back now no. there was these fights about why KDE was better and the argument was that KDE had a six-month head start which matters <laughs> less and less the more time that goes on yeah of definitely but KDE always had that <laughs> well, always had the six-month head start of course in those days it also had a serious licensing problem because QT was not actually right. free software in those days uh, but um,
0: but but now it's just I think a nice time to kind of reflect on on uh, the so, the
1: so what are you planning for Gnomes' fifteenth, which must be in six months, right? You know, or I I, I, hadn't, I
0: hadn't thought about it, but uh um I, I think uh, I think we'll pro- you know we we recently celebrated Gnome three, which was I think a uh, a really big deal. So I'm not sure what we'll do for you should release Gnome, Gnome four
1: day. for the fifteenth.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's hilarious.
1: We'll just make an arbitrary 3.x uh, into four, just like I mean, this. Is what Linux did, Linux just decided, oh, we're going to make Linux 3.0, and it was just arbitrary, and it broke a bunch of people's ModProbe uh, scripts.
0: See, one of the things that I like about GNOME 3 was that it wasn't just an arbitrary rollover to a new number, it was really something completely different and new.
1: That's true, but now you can get away with a few arbitrary.
0: <laughs> we burned it?
1: I, I, I don't know. I, 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 they're all, it's all arbitrary anyway. Um,
0: um, but anyway, uh, there were a bunch of parties that KDE had um, Worldwide and- but the
1: thing that I actually wanted to mention was the person... One of the people who coordinates uh, Summer of KDE is uh, Lydia. Mm-hmm. Um, and she... Uh, is a contributor to Amarok, and Amarok uh, is uh, just... Uh, you'll have a few days left to contribute to its Rocktober annual fundraiser. Uh, that's what they call it. I feel, like I, I feel like when they do that, every year they email Conservancy and say, we want to do our Rocktober fundraiser, which I feel like is some sort of 80s DJ thing. Did, did, the, did the 80s station, the, 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 the rock Isn't station... Isn't there like some where you grew up called festival, Rocktober? like
0: Rocktoberfest? Mm,
1: I don't know, but, but when I was a kid in the 80s, the... Um, the
0: Bradley just, I accidentally hit my coffee cup. For the second time. And instead of just warning me that I had done that, he instead caused a much greater noise by dragging it away from me now, on the table. Now
1: there'll be no more noise.
0: Sounded like this.
1: The now there'll be no, well, there would be no more noise if you would stop. <laughs> Um, so, the, uh, the, the I, did, did this happen, you grew up in the New York area, um, I grew up in Baltimore area, um, so 98 Rock, which was a relatively famous station in the mid-Atlantic region, they would always call October Rocktober uh, when I was a kid. And so every time they talk about the Rocktober fundraiser for Amarok, I think of this 80s DJ saying, it's Rocktober, it's Rocktober, so you should give to Amarok. <laughs> Coming up in the next segment, we'll have Creedence Clearwater Revival or something like that.
0: I but you like can listen should, to Creedence Clearwater We should Revival. stop and go to another segment arbitrarily because no, they're so that's fun, fine. no? No, oh. no, that's fine.
1: So next this one
0: segment... <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, so that's, that's one fundraiser that's going on through Conservancy and you have uh, a few more days to give because you'll hear this in the end of October and also uh, the Mercurial folks are in their fundraising campaign they want to keep Matt McCall funded another year he's been funded for an entire year so far uh, doing Mercurial development through Conservancy uh, and uh, he's been uh, there's like he's done like 6,900 change sets in a year and merged another they merged 6,900 he's done a couple thousand of his own or something like that i, I have the numbers uh, in the in the in the thing that i'll link to in the show notes the grant proposal uh but uh, folks should look at that grant proposal and give to mercurial if you want matt to keep maintaining mercurial uh long term because he's put a lot of work in and and uh hopefully we can continue to fund him through conservancy to do that work so we're fundraising for that right now so you're looking at me like I no, I'm, just I'm trying to fundraising pitches. No, like, no,
0: I'm trying to remember a, a, you making a fundraising point reminded me that I should mention something, and I I'm trying to keep it in my mind while you. Okay,
1: finish. well, do you want to go? Ahead? I have one more to do. But okay, no, I was just
0: going to say that we at, at GNOME are thinking of um, are, are trying to decide on the next Friends of GNOME program, um, and you know there are some great ideas that have been suggested. I think one of one of my favorites so far is to launch a big accessibility campaign. Um, but there have been other campaigns suggested, such as infrastructure. So, if any listeners have any ideas for good um, Gnome Friends of Gnome programs, that would be Gnome Friends of Gnome programs. That would be really awesome. Um, I think they, you know, we're just looking for things that are, um, you know, attainable with a, a with that kind of fundraising move. In the past, for example, we were able to hire a, a assistant men because of the the Friends of Gnome push.
1: Well, you still have a part-time system mm-hmm. worker work who's being funded through that program. Yep. I mean, well, he's being it's, funded it's by the GNOME Foundation, which is being supported yeah. through that program. Yeah. So uh, but the third thing I want to mention is uh, the PyPy folks, uh, not to be outdone by their Py3K proposal, put together another grant proposal for NumPy, which is to do uh, s- uh, support for fast numerical computing and support the uh, NumPy API, uh, which is, I presume, already supported in CPython. They want to support that in PyPy as well. And uh, some donations have been rolling in for that, but if folks care about numerical processing, in Python, they should donate generously to the PyPies NumPy campaign, and I'll link to all these in the show notes.
0: If so. you're going to link to that, you should also just link to, um, you should generally support Conservancy. And con- yeah, it's true. <laughs> I, I,
1: I think it's easier for Gnome, uh, Conservancy, we don't, we Frank. fact of the matter is we don't get very many donations. There are a few very nice donors who have given money every year for the last few years uh, to Conservancy. Uh, but we don't get a lot of individual donations to Conservancy. I wish we got more. Our member projects, of we course, get plenty. We only seem to
0: when we do Friends of Gnome programs. It's not in the same... It's, yes. it's, it's not like some other programs that, you know... I mean, there are, there are supporters that have members... You know, that, that annually subscribe and such, but it's not... Not that, not as many as, say, like the FSF.
1: Yeah, the FSF is, is uh, probably the most successful as far as a, a membership campaign, although it, uh, it can use members as well. Trust me, I, I, I'm one of the board of directors of FSF, so I've seen the membership numbers, and we, the FSF needs members, so you should join FSF you so support it. I, I sort of understand why I wish more people would give uh, directly to Conservancy because then we would get uh, more money and be able to hire more staff, and the podcast would be longer because I'd have more free time to do podcasts. I, I, d- like
0: I, I, I doubt it.
1: Well, I mean, if if, if conservancy raises enough to hire somebody else, that would, oh, 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 I see. I mean, that's my theory. Uh, I mean, it, we got we have a wall. So you long would do them you would do them by yourself. Um, what's that?
0: He's <laughs> just joking. I said so you would do them by yourself.
1: Oh, because then you would, <laughs> so yeah, so people have to give enough to, to so so I, let's launch a fundraising campaign right now. We need our listeners to give enough to both Gnome and Conservancy so that each can hire another person. Wow. That's a that's a lot of money we that's have to That's a lot raise. of money.
0: I don't I don't think we're going to get there, but I have hope.
1: Well, I hope I hope our listeners will give to our respective organizations, if for no other reason, to make our jobs a little bit easier. Because as an exec, as executive directors, fundraising is a major task on our list. I
0: feel so. like this is we should we should stop talking about fundraising after this episode for a couple of episodes. No, it is on our minds, is. though it's what we worry about it's all like, the time.
1: And it's like NPR, you know. This is this is our little NPR <laughs> moment of. of these shows are brought to you by.
0: <laughs> if you by like Advert. talk about free and open source software, if you like to hear about current issues, about deep legal analyses, about if you like me pl- to
1: correct Karen and say she should say open source and free software and/or software freedom, if you enjoy that witty banter, why
0: is open should... free open and free better than free and open?
1: Um, because I think the free the free is I don't know pointless. Okay. See, if you want to hear these pointless arguments between me and Karen, you have to support our organizations, so that we can have the spare time to do this uh, in the middle of a of a of a day when we should be answering our respective organizations' emails. Okay. So, so. you're
0: going to the mentor summit, and then you're going you're going somewhere else, aren't you?
1: I'm. True. Well, yes, I've already been at the mentor summit. I was already there.
0: No, but I'm. Wait.
1: We're in the future okay. again, and I haven't future.
0: yet been to. I haven't yet it's been October to 25th. UDS, which I'm going to. Right. The, well, I'm the going immediately.
1: Summit. I'm taking. It's the longest flight I've ever taken in my life. I'm actually on it right now as you hear this. If you're listening to it the day <laughs> we release, um, oh who, shoot, who's going to do the release while I'm on a plane? In fact, I, you get this when I get off the plane because I think I'll have to do the release <laughs> when I get off the plane. But Monday to Tuesday, I'm flying uh, from San Francisco to Prague um layover in paris it's okay. the, the, the 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 san francisco to paris leg is the longest flight leg i've ever flown and i've ever been on in my life okay so it's pretty scary but uh, no it's not scary it's nine hours i've never been on a plane for nine hours i've it's done nine more. hours and ten minutes i know because you've been to brazil so you went like 12 oh, hours oh brazil i was like, 12 hours i was actually hours. thinking of australia That's I don't, if, if people and want hong to know kong, why i went from
0: hong kong and, and also Dallas to Tokyo is pretty long.
1: But if people want to know why I've never been to that conference in Brazil, the, the Faisal, I guess it is, the mm-hmm. famous free software conference in Brazil, I've never been there because I'm afraid to fly for more than, like, eight hours at once. So Western Europe's the best I can do. So we'll see if this trip uh, makes it better. But uh, anyways, because I'm going to LinuxCon Europe, so I will be at LinuxCon Europe uh, the last few days of uh, October. Uh, Which is,
0: oh, oh, I see, and that's when I'll be at UDS.
1: Yes. Oh, you're, so, no, I thought UDS was the following week, the first week of November.
0: UDS starts on the 31st.
1: And why are you going to UDS? They use Unity. They don't use GNOME. Well,
0: because they build on GNOME. But and they? also, they're, 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 they are including GNOME 3 they as well as Unity. I are mean, you, Unity are, is the default, but then they're.
1: Are you going to convince them to give up Unity? We'll see. Okay, is that what you're going to I'll gonna try, try my best. On? Is that what you're going to try to do? Uh,
0: you know, it's, I think it's going to be a good conference. There are a lot of people going that I want to talk to, and, you know, I, I, think there, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff going on, actually. So, we'll see.
1: That's a steady message, very good. It's Thank you. build on Gnome.
0: Thank yeah, you. It's, it's, they do. That's the Gnome They response. do, and actually in our 3.2 uh, release, we have a quote from Canonical in there. Um, so I, I think that's great.
1: So, so, uh, so you'll be promoting Gnome at UDS uh, the following week. I'll be at LinuxCon Europe uh, the week before. There, were, well, yes, we overlap there. Uh, I'll be speaking about. I, they give me. They, it's funny. Uh, uh, Craig of the Linux Foundation wrote to me. I, I submit. I, I do this a lot. When I submit to a conference, I usually submit whatever my current palette of talks that I'm giving are. And I submitted three talks to LinuxCon Europe. And then they had that the break in, the, the, somebody, a cracker, broke into their systems, uh, I don't know if you know this, it was they I broke do, into yeah. kernel.org, and then they broke into Linux Foundation using yeah. credentials they got from kernel.org, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So they were down for a while, and then when they came back up and started getting things together for LinuxCon Europe, Craig uh, of Linux Foundation emailed me and said, um, so would it be okay if you only gave two of your three talks because we're having trouble fitting you in the schedule? And I said, Craig, I submitted three talks so you could pick one. I mean, the fact that you're well, picking two is very nice, but I didn't expect totally You totally
0: convinced it. me. Now when I, when I uh, um, submit talks to um, conferences, I often submit two to as well. Or three. I've never submitted three, actually. I've thought about it. Yeah, I usually have three
1: talks that are sort of current. and, And I do this because the organizers can pick which talk they feel fits the most. Uh, to, to the conference. That's my goal is basically here's what I can speak on right now and I'm speaking on all these topics regularly. So if one of these topics is more interesting to you than the other then select that one. That's the way, uh, that's why I started doing that uh, because basically it made more sense to let the organizers pick what they felt was most appropriate or interesting for their attendees. That was my theory. You look at me, you, you don't think so. You think this is a crazy theory.
0: No, I, 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 I think that's fine. Okay. I, I have nothing to add.
1: Okay, so that's what we're so we covered all our travel. What are you doing besides GDS? Are you going somewhere else? Well,
0: too? no. Well, I just came back from the. Well, so I actually just came back, which will be, I guess, really old news by the time this gets published. But from the Montreal summit, which used to be, um, which was the annual Boston summit, and we held it in Montreal, which was really fun. Um, it it was it was such a high quality gathering. Like I don't know if it's called a conference more more it's more like a hackfest. Mm-hmm. and just the I think because the three two release had just been done a lot of the discussions were really high level there was a lot of discussion about you know what to focus on for three three and three four and um, you know how how that all fits in and then there were a lot of discussions about overall genome strategy and just really cool stuff um, so I, w- I was really happy about that um, so that happened so that's on my mind because that was recent and uh, and then after UDS. Um, It looks like I'm going to um, Latvia for the LATA-LATA conference, um, Open Technology. Um, So that should be pretty fun. I just confirmed it today. Is that
1: uh, Michael Dexter organizing that? It
0: is. Well, no, he's not organizing the conference, but he, he put me in touch with them. And I'm really excited because the conference is the day before Latvian Independence Day, which is really cool. Freedom and freedom.
1: Okay. So that's a lot of travel. So uh, that's the reason for this show and the one that follows it being a little bit short. Uh, um, Also, I'm aware, and you'll hear it in this show, and you'll probably hear it in, well, you'll certainly hear it in the next show, and and maybe even the show after that, that there's a certain audio quality issue. There's an echo uh, that's occurring in the room that we're recording in. And... We really haven't been able to find another place to record that works, um, as those of us who used to listen to the old show we used to host, we used to record in an office uh, at SFLC, which we can't do anymore. We oh, record. we can
0: go back to recording. I actually think my apartment sounded pretty good. Well,
1: that's, we can do that, but when it's available, of
0: course, <laughs> um,
1: but uh, it's not always available. So uh, you have other people living in your apartment, for example.
0: Uh, yes, but... Uh uh, usually it is available but you often you you don't ha- you you prefer not to come there
1: oh well, i didn't have time today you right. about t- the, the recording for these two episodes yes i was not able to and, and i think the, the last premises. one too was that true i think so that, no i don't think yeah. I can.
0: anyway this is all boring, boring but the la- oh session.
1: but the last one i didn't know about this echo issue so i i, I oh, have to be for oh i, see it, was I the, see it was the last episode that we recorded here that i noticed had the echo and then we got stuck. So.
0: I hadn't actually noticed the echo until you just mentioned it. And now I hear it and I want to make like noises that one makes when one is in a cave.
1: Okay. Well, it's, I don't understand why. Well, it's because they make the walls out of it. This is that co-working facility that I've talked about on Identica. And, oh, and one final thing with regard to our other show, um, I wanted to mention one. Uh, we didn't get tons yes. of comments uh, from the Steve I thing. I actually expect a lot more comments from the Steve Jobs thing. Uh, we could a few a few emails. We have exchanged email with a few folks. I like about the emails
0: it. that said I was right.
1: Um, uh, well, I think everybody basically said that they were comfortable with uh, well they were saying you were, a few people said you were right about the about what Apple had done, yeah um as far as uh making um oh, Making users like computers or something like that, um, but uh, I, m- most everyone, no one said that we uh, we went too far or anything, and no one sort of lambasted us. Uh, it was interesting uh, that uh, the final comment I saw on the RMS uh, commenting thing that we added that segment about was uh, Richard Fontana had a thread on Identica with a few people where he was talking about that uh, that, that a lot of the stories that quoted it said it as if. Uh, Richard had himself said the statement that he said, which is, um, mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not glad he's dead, but I'm glad that he's gone, which is what the, but that was actually, he, he quoted, I mean, yes, he was saying that, but he was saying it in terms of quoting, uh, what, uh, this fellow Washington had said about, uh, Richard Daly when, uh, or one of the dailies, uh, when, when one of the corrupt, uh, mayors of Chicago died.
0: Yeah, I don't know that that really changes the analysis or anything. It's a more color, but I just but 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 to I, choose that statement is a bit weird, right?
1: Well, he chose that because that's how he felt the same way that, that Washington did, and Richard Richard was sort of uh, Richard Fontana now was sort of pointing out that, that that what why didn't people also say that should never have been said about Daly as well especially for people in the U.S. who know who would know who Daley is, and, and Fontana, in his very Fontana way, sort of came to the conclusion that people in the U.S. don't know enough pre-Clinton uh, history, U.S. <laughs> history, um, which I don't know if will I, I think,
0: I'll, think that's probably true.
1: I guess that's true. Do you know there, there, there are people who are graduated from college who were born during the Clinton administration? Yes. That's pretty weird, isn't it? No. Yeah, it's weird. I'm,
0: see, I'm shocked that we have, this is the position that we're both taking on this, because for me it's, of course, people age. We're getting older. There are people in college. I mean, that's how it works.
1: Yeah, that's true. You're the
0: person who thinks of people's birthdays by the year that they were born. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't... I mean... Yeah.
1: But there's, the point is that we're just so old. That's Well, point. you're old. You're only two years younger than me, right? Well, I'm not old. Well, you'll, well, then you'll be old in two years then if I'm... Right?
0: No. You're old. No, you're no, old. no, no. I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't think so at all. Actually, I was having a really... I had a fun chat with, uh, with someone who is... Uh, 20 or 21 at the Montreal summit um, where I was talking about the time I was a corporate lawyer and you know saying about some of the experiences that I had and the things that I learned and he looked at me I, you know, I saw him looking at him and I looked at him and I was like oh you know this is one of the really cool things about getting older is that you have different parts of your life and you amass all of these experiences and so long as you know you stay flexible in your thought, and this is hilarious because we're in a field where being, you know, our age is considered older, <laughs> which is not true in, in, other, in other fields, but I said as long as you know, you keep the right mindset, you know, you're, you're not really losing very much, but instead you're, you're gaining all of this rich experience, and he got all excited. <laughs> it was fun.
1: And I think we'll end the show on that, and uh, the next one will be a little short as well, and so people should be prepared for that. Uh, and. Uh, And then hopefully we'll be all back from our travels. I have no travel in late November and and December, so hopefully we can do some longer shows then and cover more in-depth topics.
0: Thanks for listening. One more thing
1: one more thing yeah that's actually right. so so we, we Karen and I just finished recording the previous uh, segment you just heard and then we realized in fact we could get lucky with recording some interviews that we're trying to do or actually Karen's trying to, to do during her travels um, I'm not sure I'm gonna be able to bring the mic with me on my travels which is why I won't I won't get any recordings uh, I don't think but um, I uh, uh, but I'm gonna try and but Karen's definitely taking a mic with her so we're we're gonna try to use that for the next uh, yep, and we will move the release date, so we're we're looking at probably doing a release on November. 10th. 10th of 2011 in the common era
0: so thursday not tuesday
1: right that's what we're going to target and we have to talk we haven't talked to producer dan about this as he edits this i'm sure he'll hear that and and we'll see if it's okay um and uh hopefully we can do that and then they won't be so the next episode will not be so abbreviated like this one with uh, with no in-depth discussion uh, hopefully we'll have a nice in-depth interview by then Um, Or maybe a talk recording if we get lucky on that or something. If if I can somehow shove this mic into my (laughs) bag, which I'm not sure I can do. Very good. Okay.
0: Breez and Freedom is produced by Dan Lynch of HalfBakedMedia.com. Thanks to Mike Tarantino for our theme music. Breez and Freedom is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution ShareAlike 3.0 United States license. Please send any feedback to ogcast, o g g c a s t at faif.us, and subscribe to the RSS feed on faif.us.
1: You're older than you've ever been, and now you're even older. And now you're even
0: older, and now you're even older. You're older than you've ever been, and now you're even older, and now you're older still.